Hey, I'm Michael Dorinda. And I'm Jake Bennett. And welcome to episode 111 of the North Mid South Web Podcast. Jenna, Michael, to thank our sponsors. Uh, today, we would like to thank um, the Oscar Meyer Wiener Company. Uh, they have some amazing bologna. I don't know. So, Michael, is bologna a thing in Australia? Do you guys do bologna? Uh, do you not think... know what bologna is? I do know what bologna is. I was actually thinking about it earlier today, which is funny that you should mention that because I, feel like I grew up on you this say stuff. bologna, but it's not spelt bologna. It's yeah. not spelt how it sound. Yeah, um, no, I don't even know how to. I couldn't spell it for you if you asked me to. No, B O L O G N E Y bologna. Yeah, it's spelt it with a G. Yeah, bologna. Um, bologna sausage. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a Pennsylvania Dutch meat. Um. Oh, so we have it. We we call it, I guess, Devon. So it'd be, it's derived from mortadella. So I think, uh, yeah, we call it Fritz. Interesting, Fritz. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, so we call I, it Fritz. It's Devon. It's um, I think there's another name for it, but yeah, we we call it what you call bologna. We call Fritz. Fritz. Okay. It's just mystery, mystery pork meat. It's it's what it is, right? It's 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 actually bologna. B o l o g n a bologna. That's how yeah. we spell. So yeah, but it's Oscar Mayer bologna. So I feel like it's funny, uh, but it is like this mystery meat sort of stuff, right? But I feel like I grew up on this stuff. Like if I was mm. hungry, I and I like we were in between meals or whatever, I would literally just go like get a get a, like a uh, frying pan out and I'd put bologna just right on, up. and I'd fry some bologna. Yeah, just good stuff. Yeah. But like my wife is like, no, this is not good food. We will not eat bologna. <laughs> <laughs> and so we i mean like typically it's we fantastic. don't but like it is fantastic i love bologna it i love is. me some bologna it was always uh, good so you get it it comes in like a stick right it's like well you, you know, know what for yeah, us it doesn't no for me it doesn't here let me show you you can't buy I'm, a stick of it but no like you we buy like it's a round it's like a big round it's like a pack like this mm. it's round mm-hmm. and then they're like sliced it's like if you had like a massive sausage and like sliced it like that i'll right. send you a picture so do you get do you get like dog meat in like those sausages and it's twisted at the ends and it's got like a little metal tie on the end of it. Mm-mm. Do you get dog dog food like that? Okay. Mm-mm. So you can buy dog food like that. So the fritz that we have comes in a packet like that. And it looks like, obviously it's kept far away from the dog food, uh, but <laughs> just to so be you sure can't that mix nobody up the dog it up food. Yeah, you can't yeah. be, you can't mix it up. But so you get it in this thing and then you slice it into like, I don't know, I guess you'd say maybe this big, like, Okay. Yeah. Half sure. A centimeter. Yeah. Right. 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 I know um, what you're thick, about. and then you and then you cut like diagonally opposite, just little lines, so it doesn't curl when it fries. Oh, that's the trick. And then you I fry didn't know it. that was the trick. Because mm-hmm. mine always so curls like, up like that. Yeah. 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 So it curls. So you do it like that, so it doesn't curl up when you fry it. And then you put that on a bit of bread, bit of sauce. You have a fritz and sauce sandwich. Fritz and sauce. Hey, we're gonna have to try this. So we do like. Um, we have a, a maybe what you're what you're doing t- sounds more like like a kielbasa sausage like anyway just mm-hmm. a sausage doesn't matter. It's funny you say that because we because we've had this like Omicron surge here. Yeah, sure. We've mm-hmm. been doing online shopping, so we order online, they deliver it here. Sure. I've got I've got two different cards like bank cards that I use debit cards, and I often mix up either the the expiry date or the CVV. Sure. And so we were supposed to have food delivered yesterday, but we got a message on Friday night saying your payment bounced. Uh, like, please go and reorder this and you can have it delivered again later. So as it turned out, I put the wrong expiry date in. 
right number, but the expiry date for the other cards. So we did a reorder, but they're like, you can come and click and collect from a different store or you can have it delivered, but you have to wait until Monday. And I'm like, oh, there's some stuff in there we need. So we'll we'll come and get it. So I went to this other store and they have in there a butcher, like a Polish butcher that I used to go to growing up as a, you know, as a kid, we'd go on Saturday morning and the line would be out the door. Same, same kind of franchise, uh, but different location. And I'm like, well, it'd be rude not to go in there. So I went and I got some Polish cabana. I got some Polish sausage. I got some fresh, they don't call it Schwarzwalder ham anymore. They call it Black Forest, which is like Uh it's the English translation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the English, but like when I was growing up, it was Schwarzwalder. Um, cause that, that's what it was. It was, it was German, German ham. So, you know, did that and, uh, got some pierogi. So it was yes, great. Sir. I was, I was in my element. stuff right there. Is that Russian? Uh, and I came home. Pierogi? Uh, there are, there, there are, sh- there are Russian pierogi. They had heaps of Russian, like the, this pot, like it's, it's just the filling. They're, they're essentially like the same thing. It's just what you put in there. So the Polish one you'd have, um, you know, mushroom and sauerkraut, or you would have, because you Sour are Polish, cherry as, you? A, as a sweet one. Mm-hmm. You are indeed. Yeah. We have a huge Polish population where I used to live in Michigan. In Chicago. Well, in, in Chicago, Chicago too. There's That's a true. lot of yep. Polish people, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we actually, uh, my my grandma was Russian, immigrated to Canada, and then came to the United States. And so pierogi, we ate that at her house on a pretty regular yeah. basis. But just potatoes. Yeah. Potato pierogi. There, um, yeah, potato and cheese. Yep. Good stuff, is a man. thing. Good um, stuff. So, you know, and... It's a bit of effort to make them, but if you can just buy them, like I won't go out of my way to get them, but if I see them somewhere, I gotta, I gotta buy them. And then I got some chili cheese kransky, so I got, got all of that. Oh yes, man, so I like the cabana, the goods, man. Polish cabana, I just walk around, and just eat that as is. Um, Polish sausage, kind of like the fritz. You, you cut it. You have to peel the skin off of it because it doesn't. It's not very nice. It's like a casing. Um, yeah, sure. It's like a, yeah, it's a casing, so it's not very nice to once it's cooked, it gets a bit, bit tough. So you cut that, you slice that. Same thing in the fry pan. I was gonna do that. For breakfast this morning, like poly, fried Polish sausage pieces, scrambled eggs. Man, um, and now I'm getting delicious. But uh, we, I think we think Liv is teething, and and she, uh, she's normally pretty good with teething. Normally we won't know, like we will just be like, oh, you've got another tooth. But sure. yesterday and today, she's like woken up at three o'clock in the morning, and then not gone back to sleep until around five. Mm. So brutal. we we went to bed quite late on Friday night. And so then, you know, I went to bed at midnight, woke up at three, was awake for two hours, and then we're up again at like eight yesterday. And so last night I went to bed early, you know, 10.30. I finished watching uh, the second to last episode of Ozark. And then I just rolled over and went to sleep. Re got the new Pokemon game. So she's still up Ooh, for midnight playing yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So three o'clock rolls around, Liv wakes up. Two hours later, we're back to sleep. Fortunately, they both slept. Both kids slept until nine. This morning, so we had a bit of a sleep in, but we had to go and see Ree's family this morning at ten thirty. So we're like, woke up at quarter past nine. We're running around, disaster. Oh so I yes. missed out. I missed out. I was like longing for this Polish sausage and scrambled egg, and you just that yep, I have missed ran out. Ran out of time. No time. Yeah. I so I had that. the I had the ham. I had the ham sandwich on the ham cheese tomato, bit of horseradish cream on the uh, on the hot dog rolls that I bought yesterday, and then I think I'll have the Polish sausage and scrambled eggs for tea. And then I have to go for a 6K run. There you go. Ooh, boy. Eesh. Boy. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not doing that. I, it's, 
I've been running a lot it's hot. on Sunday nights. We do a Sunday night basketball guys thing now, and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. I've been running a decent amount, and uh, I don't know if I'm running that much, though. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Kind of hard to say. Hey, that was a pretty big tangent we took there thanking our sponsors. <laughs> Who are our actual <laughs> sponsors, Michael? Is We've work, got... Work Vivo, Joe Lennon. Work Vivo, Joe Lennon. Joe Lennon, workvivo.com. Yep, indeed. And... Uh, and uh, Lars, I think his name is Lars. I'm sorry. Yeah, Makeable.dk. Right. Is it Lars? Mm-hmm. Yep. Makeable.dk. Uh, so Makeable, Makeable being a, uh, a friends over in Denmark, uh, they do the old, they're a, they're an agency, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So they do the They've had a lot more thing. work since the last time I've been, I've looked at their, uh, their website though. Yeah. New website, new website, yeah. all looking very nice and work vivo. It's like Facebook, Facebook uh, or Meta, Workplace by Meta, right? Yes. That's the kind of thing. You got it. Yep. It's Which like is, that. you know, we've made that comparison before at my new job. We actually use Workplace by Meta for all of our comms. So it's like Facebook, really? but it's locked down just to our business. And How do you uh, like so it? we do all of our chat in there. I mean, it's, it's not a technical platform by any stretch, but I think for the, the kind of industry in, like, Everyone knows how to use Facebook. And mm-hmm. so when you've got like this thing that looks like Facebook, that works like Facebook, but it's just for your workplace, it's kind of easy for everyone to to use that. So yeah, it's fine, I suppose. Nice. Yeah, we're um We just I mean, I'm I mainly use it for chat. There's the occasional announcement. They use it for like the IT help desk use it for people with, like they just post in the group and that kind of thing. But That's interesting. Yeah, we use Teams, Microsoft Teams for all of our chat stuff. So Anyway, hey, listen, I have a couple things that I came up with while we were while we were chatting here because we were talking about like, what do we want to do? Um, okay, so one thing I wanted to talk about, have I ever talked to you about privacy.com? No, this is the, they do the credit cards or is that something yes, else? Yes, that is correct. Stripe mm-hmm. also has something like this uh, where they do credit card issuing. The only problem is that you have to hook it up to a bank account because it's not a credit card per se, right? It's not like it charges, mm-hmm. you charge it up and then you pay it off. It's right, you have an account that you're drawing anonymity. From. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the, for the anonymity, and it's also for the I don't want my credit card stolen and then have to redo all my subscriptions. Yeah, you just cancel that number and then, yep. yeah. Exactly. One card um, per site kind of thing, kind of like a password manager for your payments. You got it. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So I was just curious. I don't think they have, maybe they don't have privacy.com in Australia, but the Stripe might have an interesting offering. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, I've I've come across this before. There's this one. There's another one that like I've tried to use yes. in the past because mm-hmm. there are some some websites that we can access uh, via VPNs and stuff, but you still need to have like HBO Now, HBO Now, HBO Go. Oh, whichever, okay. yeah, yeah, new, yeah. The, like the streaming service. Yes, so mm-hmm. I can get to the site and I can do the sign up thing, but without but a you... US credit card, I can't uh, sign up. That's a bummer. So they get that's you there, but and then you know these kinds of things. Uh, I think the last time I tried to sign up to privacy.com, it that it didn't didn't work for me anyway. So yeah, because they need to tie it to a US bank account all that kind of stuff. Ugh. Like whatever. Yeah, sorry, man, that sucks. This is this so, is why this is why piracy happens. It is. It is a big part of it for sure. I think you're absolutely right on that. Australians um, are really bad for it. As a like, you know, it comes up all the time. Um, and you know, we had former prime minister basically say, you know, this this content's not available. But if you use a VPN, you can like you just said, go and use a VPN to access this site. There's nothing wrong with that. We're like, okay, so I guess we'll do that. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So yeah, the, when you were saying that about your when you're saying that about your um your order, I was like, oh man, like it's nice to just have these like cards I just make on one offs and copy and paste them in there. And mm. It's it's pretty handy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I thought that would be fun to actually talk about today, you and I and some other folks and a lot of other folks have been playing this game Wordle. Wordle. Yes, Wordle. So this is mm-hmm. the game, if you haven't heard about it, it is you get six chances to guess a five-character word. The mm-hmm. puzzle is reset every day. You can only do it once a day. And the way that it works is it's sort of like this thing called... Um, it's an, it's an old adaptation. It's an old version of a... Or it's a new version of an old game. There's this game called Password, right? Where you try and guess the order of a sequence of, of uh, colored beads. And then the mm-hmm. person who you were playing with would have to basically give you these hints to say you have one in the right place and you have one with the right color, right? And so that's basically what Wordle does. Wordle will give you hints. It will say uh, if you get a letter that is in the five-character word, uh, it will highlight it yellow. And if you get a letter in the correct location, it will highlight it green. And then if you've used it and it's not in the word, it will highlight it as like a dark gray. Uh, so mm-hmm. each guess that you have basically eliminates uh, or reveals to you characters that are correct for that particular puzzle. And so you get six chances to get it right. The thing that has, what do you think, Michael? I, I think I read something on this. What do you think makes Wordle so novel that people are playing it all the time? Um, I think it's kind of like the, the peer pressure thing, right? You see everyone's doing it. You know, is, is everyone Indeed. and and from all all parts of my, you know, all all different kinds of people that I follow, like people that I used to work with, people just broadly in the community, you just see it pop up, and um, I I refuse to tweet about it. Um, so I, I've also heard that like when you put all those emoji in there, it makes it like crappy for people that are using screen readers because the screen sure reader will read every single character, uh, every single yeah. emoji. And because it's like, you know, five by six, there's there's 30 yeah. things that it's, you know, gray square emoji, gray square emoji, yellow yep. square emoji, gray square. And it's like people people don't want to hear that. But um, you just, so I, won't, I won't tweet about it. But you've I, hit I still, the nail on the head, though, which is that the mechanism for sharing it is so it's that convenient. It's that emoji yeah. sort of like with like previously, if you wanted to share something like this is this is how, you know, you play a game online and it says share your high score and it says you know, hashtag, you know, yeah. lightsaber, beat saber thing. Click here to see my high score or yeah. whatever. And it's like with this, all you do, you actually get a visual representation of the entire right game there. that the person played right mm-hmm. on your screen. That is the ticket. That is the key. That is the thing that helped it spread so fast as people started mm-hmm. sharing those emojis. And they're like, what is this? Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So you just see those the virality. Yeah, exactly. The virality of it. Yeah, yeah. So Anyway, uh, we have some friends in a text thread, Matt Halfley, I'm talking to you, and this dude started messaging our whole group thread and was like, hey, have you guys heard about this game? I'm like, yes, but he started putting it in there every day. And so then all the mm-hmm. other people started putting it in. And so I'm like, I don't know, I don't have the time to do this all the time necessarily, but it's just emojis. So I could just make it up, Right. And so, because there's always this competition of like, who's going to get the answer in the shortest number of guesses? And it's like, I Mm -hmm. could get it on the second guess, just putting emojis in, right? And so Mm -hmm. I could, I could win every day. And then I was like, you know what? There are people who want to participate in this that don't either, either are bad at games, TJ Miller, or just don't care to put the effort in my wife. Mm -hmm. And so I should just make something that actually gives you an emoji that you can share with people that shows that you solved it, but you didn't. Right. 
So I wrote the code for this. And it, all it is is a sequence of, you know, green squares, yellow squares, or white squares. So I was curious if we would talk through kind of the process for how you would do it. And then I could share my process for how I perform it, I how I did it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious, like if you're thinking through it, if you're like, okay, I have to come up with a series of squares, right? Five wide and then however many long. And you could either say, I want to solve it in one or two or three or four or five or six, right? Or you could randomly choose one, two, three, four, five or six. It doesn't matter. Just first blush, what's your thought process? How would you go about creating a matrix like that that had those emojis? Uh, I'd probably talk, me through, a... talk me through your mental process here. Well, I would first of all, I'd want to randomly set how many guesses it took. Okay. So, you know, a rand one, six. Okay. Throw that in a variable. And then, yeah, just just two nested false statements, right? One for i is less than whatever that random number was. Mm-hmm. And then for each one of those, one through five to figure out the the squares. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I suppose it depends on how complex you want it to get, you know, because you need to track the green squares, I suppose, you know, to say that like if in the first guess you got a green square in like position two, mm-hmm. well, you're probably 99% of the time always going to have a green square in position two in the next, in the right. next guess, right? Right, so, yeah. It depends on on how legit you want to make it look. If you weren't going to bother with that, it'd just be like for i is less than guesses, and then for for each one of those for i is less than six, and then just pick a random, you know, green, yellow, or gray, and then make sure that the last one um, is, you know, five greens, and then that's that's basically it. Like it wouldn't, it, like I said, it, it depends on how legit you want to make it look, and if if you're wanting to make right. it look like a legit guess, then you know, you'd probably want to make sure that the green squares line up at least from yeah. from line to line. And then in fact that 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 outer for loop would probably be like the random number minus one because the last one's always going to be five, five green ones. So you don't even have to run through that loop. So, okay. So you, know, you would if, just yeah, so you could actually just say only loop over X number of times and then at the very end you're always just going to append a row of green green squares. Okay, that's interesting. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. So then, yeah, like you said, it kind of does start with like different levels of complexity so that you say originally, okay, I can just go white, yellow, or green doesn't matter. And I'm just going to generate that and then go up from there. Right. And mm-hmm. so um, if you wanted to say, yes, I'm going to carry through greens to the future ones, then you'd almost have to keep track of the previous set of solutions. Right. Yeah, just have like an array, zero, one, two, three, four, or zero through five, and then just set that value in there. And so when you're iterating through the the inner the inner for loop, if the value is already set as a green square in that in that state map. In the previous in the previous through, row? In the map, yeah. Well no, I would just have like a map of like correct guesses, which is just an array oh, of Oh, okay. Zero. So you'd have a second you'd have a second array. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, I see what you're saying. So you would you would end up having like another outside array that would be like correct guesses. Yeah, it would just be like zero index, zero through five. Okay, zero sure. Through four. It, it's completely separate, then, completely separate array, just called 
mm-hmm. correct guesses or something like that. Correct. Okay. Cor- yeah. So correct guesses is an array zero through five. Okay. Uh, or zero through four. Sorry. Um, and then just like true false switches essentially. Yep. So you have and so if, as, as soon as you're going through that inner for loop. Yeah. As soon as I get right, a correct guess on that as, one. Yeah. Yep. And so you just go like, does this thing map to true? If it does, then that's straight away a green square. Interesting. Um, and that way you only have to do like every other, you know, for in that inner four, you go like, do I have a, a match in the map for this key? If I do, um, set it green, continue. Interesting. Um, I like that idea. That's pretty cool. And yeah, and then you just basically fill in the gaps until you get to the end of that inner for loop or the outer for loop for the number of guesses, which is, you know, the random number you guessed at the start minus one. And then the last one, you just, you could go one of two ways. Because uh, there's that, nothing to sorry. say that you don't actually get all greens before you get to the end. Correct. If you have, well, and you've got to check that as well, I suppose. Like if you've already got five greens. All right. Then yeah. like you, you'd have to terminate early. If if your random number of guesses is six, there's no guarantee that you guess it after six as well. So then you have to do, you, you know, random. Yeah, I guess random like you zero would... comma one. Hmm. You know, did did you actually get it on the last one? And so the last one might be gray, and then and four greens. You no, know? and that's or fine could, because yeah, the, or if at that's the end, true. I mean, it, it does happen sometimes where you do get like, I mean, it could it could literally be you have one green and then at the last one you get all greens. I mean, it could, it's possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it, like you said, yeah. it might not look super realistic. Correct. Like uh, yesterday's word, I suppose we can talk about it historically because the word's exactly. different now. Yeah. So yesterday's word was, uh, was it wood? And so I had like, I had the, the first guess I had. C-O-U-L-D, could. Could, yeah. But I was like, mold? And then I'm like, I and, did then, that too. and then it was like, oh, you've got O-U-L-D. I'm like, oh, okay. So there's like three words in the English language that this could be. Wood, could, good, <laughs> or, you know, mold. Yeah. yeah. Really great. I guessed all of them. I suppose, <laughs> yeah. I, I guessed I all of them. I got, got it right on the first time. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, same, same. So, okay. So you have this idea where like, Outside loop, inside loop. I like this idea of your correct key, like mm-hmm. where you're keeping track mm-hmm. of the greens. Would you also keep track of the yellows and try and keep that number of yellows inside of the of the map? So you'd say like, okay, of the ones that are guessed here, I have to have like if I if I got a green and two yellows last time, I need to keep the green green in the same place, but I need to have at least two yellows this time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or one of the yellows could get replaced by a green or something like that. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You just continue to let it be random, right? So you could mm-hmm. you could just so well what you might end up having is like it would be weird if you had a green in the correct spot, which is fine, and then you had two yellows from the previous one, and then you had no yellows. That'd be odd, right? In the next one, you had one green and no yellows. Um not necessarily. Okay. Like you could just guess the completely completely wrong word. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah true. I that's you just... would have to. You might guess the right word with the with the yellow. So I suppose maybe you do need to keep track of the yellows as like, well. So did if you kept track of the yellow keys, you could say okay. So with the correct keys, like okay, green key, you're gonna say like, put this in the same place next time, right? And mm-hmm. with the yellows, you're gonna say put you know, say at least this count of green or yellows or yellow, right? Because a a yellow could get replaced with a green. You know what I mean? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, you have to ensure that you get to the all green. So that that gets you pretty close. I feel like you you still end up with this sort of thing where you can where you have to say you can't get all greens before you get to the end. Right. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Mm -hmm. What else? What else can you think of? I guess that's that's pretty much it. I think the novel idea that you have here that I did not think of as all at all is using a single key, like a single location to keep track of the correct guesses mm. outside of the loop. I didn't think about that. Like for me, I wanted to look at I was trying to like look at the previous iteration to look at it and inspect it and then yeah. figure out Going, what I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So so and actually here's the other here's the other thing that I did. Instead of building it up, I actually flipped it the other way. So I started with a green all and then I start removing values. I start removing mm -hmm. greens and going down from the green. Um, and then at the end, I flip the array and then I print it out. Mm -hmm. So I say, start me off with all greens. And then I say, okay, what I, what I do next is I say, look at the previous row. The max value I should be able to get is that, right? I shouldn't be able to go back from a, like I shouldn't be able to go from a, you would never get a green and then go back to a yellow. Do you know what I'm saying? No, like unless you were tired and you made a mistake. <laughs> right, right. So so in doing that, what I had to say is like, okay, if I'm starting at green, uh, the max I can get is green, but I can get down from there. And then if I get a yellow mm -hmm. in a square, I say, okay, the max I can get is a yellow. I can't get a green in that spot later on because I'm going to flip it around, right? So it goes, so it ends up, the progression ends up being like grays and then yellows and then greens. You know what I'm saying? Some of the, some mm -hmm. of them will be greens, but if I get a green, I, I end up getting a green in that spot always as well. Um, what I did end up finding is that sometimes I would end up with like four, like four greens and a yellow, which is impossible because if you have four greens and a yellow, that's five greens. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. And so, yeah, no. so like there are some interesting nuanced things that I have to take care of. But right now I can generate a solved puzzle for any number of guesses, right? So you can either put it in, you can say, you know, one through six, or I can just randomly generate it and it will, it will give me a pretty good, uh, pretty good mix, which actually I should just run real quick and show you what I get. Oh my gosh. That is a crazy one here. I'll send this through in the chat here. Um, this one is actually a pretty interesting one. Like it builds up from the left all the way down. Uh, let me see if I can get another one here. Another good one. So these, yeah, I feel like these look pretty legit, actually. Like, because the, the goal is just to be passable, right? Can I pass these off mm -hmm. as good enough, right? And they're actually getting, I think they're getting mixed up a little bit because I'm here. Well, let me just say that one again. They're getting mixed up a little bit because I'm I'm sending them through with like new line characters. But yeah. um, they actually look pretty good. They look pretty good. So the problem is I was hoping to like put this on GitHub pages. And then just throw it out there for anybody to use. So it'd be like, hey, participate with your friends, but don't actually have to take the time to do it. Um, yeah. But I'd have to rewrite this in JavaScript, and I was just too lazy. I got it. I did it in like <laughs> I did it with Laravel and collections, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. And then I was like, oh, I should convert this to JavaScript so I can just run this on GitHub Pages. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> That's not really. So it's uh, it's actually it might be a cool challenge to kind of put the output out there for people to say, you know, almost like a code golf. You know, you yeah. know, have you seen this before? Where like write the write mm -hmm. a solver in the or not a solver, but write a random emoji generator for Wordle correct things, uh, and it has to meet these requirements, right? Like if you have a green, you have to keep a green in the same space. So you can't have, you know, you have you have to end up with green. You have to be able to put in number one through six to generate mm -hmm. a guess, and then how few lines can you do it in? Right? That might be kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Like getting it. 
getting it to kind of work is pretty easy. Like just the, I just done it, done it. I just done it. I just did it. Then it's like twenty lines of code, and yeah, it's it's there. It's just a matter of the the logic and how. Because if you if you look at the output from this thing that's just doing random output, it's not good. <laughs> but you know, if you were if you were to put a bit of thought into it in, in tracking like the correct guesses and things like that, making sure that you've always got the right letters and, and things like that, or the right guesses in the right places, then I think it would be it'd certainly be an interesting challenge. It'd be a it'd be a modern spin on something like the you know the Fubabaz or something that you right. could Oh yeah, that's use true. As an interview code, question, like Katas, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, modern a modern code kata. So yeah, and so the definitely, other th- definitely yeah, interesting. The other thing I did, which I thought was a lot easier to reason about, is I don't convert them to the emojis until the very end. I use numbers like three, two, and one. Three, three representing yeah, green, two representing uh, mm-hmm. two representing uh, yellow, and then one representing the white. And so then I can do like less than, greater than, equal to sort of sort of checks throughout the the generation of that matrix to determine mm-hmm. where I'm at in the process and kind of go from there. So I should show you my code though, because it is freaking nasty. <laughs> Let's have a look. Let's it is look so gross. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can share my screen here. Uh, oh, great. No. Well, it does. You know, I'm on, I'm on. Okay. Let me just, I'll just share it through, uh, through here. You know, I'll throw it into a gist real quick. Because yeah, it looks freaking horrible, but it's okay. <laughs> we should put this in the show notes. This is my this is my uh, just you know very. I, I was just trying to get it written, so feel mm-hmm. free to take a look at it. But yeah, basically, what I have is the very top. I have a map that maps uh, one, two, and three to the white, yellow, or green emoji. Then I have a function called get number, <clears throat> and I put in there a weight. And a max. So weight is the probability that you're going to get a green, right? So that's what weight means. And then max is the maximum number you can get. So as like I said, like I'm starting with green and counting down. So if I have a green previously, I say the max you can get is three. And then if uh you know if it moved to a yellow at one point, I say okay, the max you can get is a yellow now. So you can't get anything greater than a yellow, right? And then count down from there, and then. I just have this uh, this weight generator that uh, sort of gives me how probable it is that I'll get a green. Because otherwise, what you ended up with is you'd get, end up these with these greens pretty quickly. If the weight yeah. to getting a green is relatively good, you only have three numbers you're generating from, right? So if you wanted to get like mm-hmm. up to six guesses, you hit those greens so fast. Yeah, it's just it looks unrealistic. So I have this get number generator, and then I have uh, a number of moves. And then if the number of moves is one, I just return a row of greens. Otherwise, I collect the range uh, of the different of, you know, one through however many moves you're going to do. And then I do a reduce. And the reason I had to do a reduce, I was starting with a map, but I had to do a reduce because I have to look at the previous version of what happened, right? Give me what was the Mm -hmm. last one that I had. So then I can inspect it and say, okay, you know, the previous one was a green. You can get a green on this one, but you can't get anything more. Well, of course, you can't get anything more than the green. But then as soon as it hits that yellow, okay, you can get a yellow, but nothing more. Okay, you can hit a white, but nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I push those on and then get to the end. And then at the very end, I flip it. And then I do a string replace with those emojis and pop them in there. And then I put that Wordle 
and then the number that needs to go at the top that's like wordle 222 which i'm not sure it's what counting up from what date i could figure it out pretty quick probably and then um and then it says that it, you know it says the number of moves so if you put in three it says three out of six and then it puts your answer so you know what would be cool is if you had like um a thing that would just tweet out for you your wordle of the day which is like a random solution you random, know? yeah random solution at a random time of day exactly random solution right time of day or if you could have it like send to a particular text thread for you that way i could just get out of this completely i don't have to do it anymore there you go. <laughs> it's just free size idea wordle, exactly wordle yeah. is a, there you go wordle yep. is a service i was a thinking about that like if i just if i just made this and then just said hey twilio if somebody texts me and just says wordle i would just send back a solution to them for the day like and then they just copy it and go paste it in all their places like <laughs> no big deal you know which it wouldn't have to be a text message but i just like the i like the delivery of text messages for something for some reason i don't know what, what what's attractive about it to me do you ever find that like i love the idea of doing like using text as an interface text is cool i know that jmac did a lot of that stuff with uh with laravel shift you know people would send him su- support requests and if he was like out on the road he could just send a text message into Laravel shift. Oh, that's so cool. To, to like rerun a shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is a cool, you know, rather than trying to open, you know, if you're out somewhere and rather than trying to open up a website on your phone and then, you know, scrolling and pinching to zoom and God knows what else, because, you know, for that kind of stuff, I wouldn't, I would never build a, like for then ping me, for example, we've got Nova and like I'm pin- pinching to Zoom stuff there all the time from my phone. Yeah. Just to, just to check bits and pieces, like looking at stats and things like that every now and then when I'm when I'm bored. So yeah, that, that kind of thing I wouldn't I wouldn't build a, a, a responsive interface for, but having an SMS thing that goes like, you know, go and do this thing. It's um we at uh, the job that I started, like after we came back from Laracon, when when Ray came to New York in 2016, 2017, 2017, I think it was. That one we had, I had just, just started the, the job there at the internet provider and, and that was like when we had salespeople on the road, they could like send an address and it would come back and say, is this the address? And you'd say yes and then it would go and run a service qualification check so that you could tell like, you know, without having to expose the internal systems directly or without having to like, fiddle around with it you could just like send an address and say please do this and it would come back and and run it for you and tell you like pass fail and an indicative result so that was you know that that, and that kind of stuff's been around like we've had that for a long time even from my first isp job towards the end there we did that kind of stuff where you would have a a whitelist or an allow list of of numbers that you can accept messages from and you would put like sq colon and then whatever the address and it would come back and say okay this is what i need to do um, and you'd use that as a way because then we do different things on it you know you could say sq or you could say whatever else to run different things and, and using that as a controller type function you know? yeah i think so, i love it because it's like it's ubiquitous it's like a it's like a browser in that mm-hmm. Everybody if you has don't need one. to send images or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Like everybody like, has a browser. Even people that everybody have got has old, old phones. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. has SMS on their phone. And so you're also constrained with your inputs. So like I, I actually, you know, I think constraints can sometimes be a really, really good thing because it like stops you from doing too much. Um, mm-hmm. So you only have this number of characters to put in. Um, the other thing that I really like about it is when like I, I like the idea of using it for group communication. Okay. So here's like another idea that I had. So 
I don't know if you ever do this with people where you say like, hey, we're going to, this is an example. This is not, maybe, maybe you do this, maybe you wouldn't, but you say like, hey, we're going to get up every day, five days, five days of the week, Monday through Friday, we're going to get up at 5 a.m. and we're going to do our run, right? We're going to, we're going to go run a mile. We're all going to commit to do this. Okay. Hey, group, group, you know, team, rah, rah, go team. We're going to do this, right? And we're going to hold each other accountable and we're going to do it. All right. So, you know, maybe you start off texting each other and saying like, hey, I'm up. Like, are you guys up? Sort of deal. I think it'd be cool. And I feel like there was a service for this a while back where you could sort of invite people to a group and it would text them Mm -hmm. and it'd say, hey, Jake invited you to the 5 a.m. wake up group. Do you want to join? Yeah, sure. Okay, awesome. You're going to get a text message at five o'clock. You need to respond by 510 that you've started your run. And if you reply, then good. If not, I'll send you a reminder at 515. If you don't have your response in by 520, you don't get a green checkbox for the day. And everybody else that does gets it, right? So then mm-hmm. what you end up with is at 520, it sends out a, ch- a text to the people who are in the group that says, Michael, checkbox, Jake, checkbox, David Hemphill, checkbox. And then the next day, it's Michael, checkbox, checkbox, Jake, checkbox, Red X, David Hemphill, checkbox, Ooh. checkbox, right? So like, oh, crap, I missed one day for the week, right? That's but right. like just that super simple Jake interface. Jake thought he would close his eyes for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. me. Like that super simple interface is so appealing because I don't have to open a browser. It's just a text message and that's it. I don't have to ask anybody to install anything to get started. It just sends them a text message and they say yes. And then I get a text message the next day at five that says, have you started your run? Yes. Done. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you had to do. Yeah. It's, it's super no good as a confirmation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, had so, to go, I had to go to the doctor this week. And so, you know, I booked her online. And then the day before, they send a thing. They send a text message. Reply right, yes to right. say that you're still coming. Yep. Um, my, when I tap my car in for a service, your booking is on this date. Reply yes. Even even like we had the water filter, that gets replaced once a year on our PureTap, and mm-hmm. they send a text message. So nice. They, they get, the, the text messages are getting a bit longer now because they're like, you, you know, if you've got COVID symptoms, you need to rebook and all of that kind of stuff that, yeah. that gets put in there. But it's like, it's all the same thing. And it's and it's easy because they just put it into their thing that it gets sent out and you just reply yes. And when they get a yes, then then that gets done. We we had that at um, when I was at Superloop. Uh, as part of the cancellation process with with our national broadband network, um, it's very easy to just like transfer between providers. There's no lock-in. Like you get a different retailer, but it's all the same wholesale network. So we get a notification from the wholesaler that says this customer has has transferred to another provider. We have to verify that. So then we SMS the customer and we say, hey, we see that you have transferred to another provider. Did you mean to do this? And they just reply back, yes. Um, it, it gets a bit tricky because sometimes people will reply like, not yes. They'll say like, yes, but. And so as soon as they put the but in there, we've got to flag it for someone to review it manually because mm-hmm. you can't, right. like, because you need to know what the rest of that message was. Like, yeah. But then then you have to say like, yes, yes in all caps, um, yes, all lowercase, yes with a capital Y. Right. You know, you just do a case all these variations. Yeah. Or you just do a case insensitive, like, you know, trim, string to lower, and yeah. then compare That's that against yes. Um, we, we also did. had to do CSI, like for our Spanish speaking people, because oh, we yeah. have a lot of Spanish speaking si. people who we interact yep. with. And so we had to do something like that too. Yeah. We, I, I said just for like jokes, you know, just for shits and giggles, put in like yes, please. And we did actually have someone, <laughs> someone reply yes, please one time. So, you know, there's all these things. 
And then, like, if they replied yes, then we kick off the process, which would go and close their account, you know, finalize the account, let them know if they have any outstanding balance and all that. Like, you have to pay by whatever date. And it just made the process really simple because, you know, if, if you've left, you know, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to call up. Like, if you can sign up online, and this was, this was a perennial argument, and it's, and it's pretty much the same at any provider, really, is that you've got to call up. And I, yeah, I get it from the business perspective. Because, right. you know, they're always like, oh, we want to do retention. Like if someone wants to, to leave, we want to try and keep them by offering them a discount for six months or whatever. So there's always that, that argument. But like if you can sign up online, you should be able to leave online. That, that should be. That's fair. Yeah. That, you know, but. And so the business kept umming and ahhing about that. They wanted to do retention. They wanted to do this. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like people are just going to leave anyway. And then it's, it's a hassle later and you're just generating bad word of mouth because like the customer transfers, they think it's all done. And then suddenly they they still get an invoice from us, you know, because their other provider, instead of doing a transfer, they connected them on a on a spare port. So you can have four up to, depending on the connection type, if you've got fiber, you can have up to four 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 services running simultaneously. Okay. So if you go to a provider that doesn't do a transfer, you know, they just spin up on a spare port, then uh oh, all of a sudden, you know, you've got a service that that we don't know that you've cancelled. And so you're paying for two services. So you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then you generate bad word of mouth. People are complaining, you know, oh, I had to go and like try and get my last month invoice back. You know, I paid for it, but then I didn't use it. And it took me a month to look at my credit card statement to realize yeah. I'd still be yeah. charged and things exactly. like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier just to automate as much as you can, especially when the tooling is there. Like send an SMS, they reply, you close the account, done. Yeah, yeah. If they're providing their phone number, if they're providing their phone number as like a way to be communicated with, right? And that's the good thing is like, right. We can ask them. Just ask them. What? How do you prefer to be communicated with? Text message or email or phone call? If it's a text message, mm-hmm. then dang, just send them a text. And like, you know? yes, you can forge the SMS, but it's not like the average person is not going to be able to do that. You know, it's it's easy to like use Twilio or, you know, Nextmail or whatever to send an SMS from a number. And like you can set that to whatever you want. Now, that, and that's that's problematic. Like you'll find a provider that lets you set that to whatever you want. And then I can start sending text messages you know, to your wife from your phone number, you know. Yeah. And, and and it looks like it's coming from you. You know, back when I was in school, you'd have to get your hands on someone's phone and you'd have to like go into their contacts and change, you know. They get, they, I did this before. You'd have to go and get their phone. You'd have to like go and get their girlfriend's contact and put the phone number in as your phone number. And then and then you start sending funny text messages. Whereas now it's like, you know, sign up to this service, say this number, this, this call, this SMS came from this phone number and then, all kinds of I feel like I used to do that I feel like I used to be able to do that like I used to I remember one time my buddy we were going out to eat and we were in college and my friend and his girlfriend were going with us and I texted him from like the one of those online you know it was Mm -hmm. like VZ text like for Verizon but you could put in what number you were texting from and so I put in her phone number and said like hey why don't you sit in the back I'm gonna sit up front with Jake tonight like at the car (laughs) and I'm watching out the window I'm watching out the window and he was sort of like the jealous type anyway. He got so mad. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but I think there's got to be stuff blocking that by now, right? I mean, isn't there stuff? Well, yeah, at my last job, we we gave you the ability to do that kind of thing, but you had to verify the number. So ah, you could say, like, okay. I want to send from this random phone number. But we would then send a, conf- you know, we'd send the six-digit confirmation code and you'd have to confirm you know, just because to put that protection in place that you weren't going to sure. go around forging things. So, but like that's on, to, that's up to the provider then to, to put that level of protection. I in gotcha. Yeah. That, that yeah, thing's yeah. not being done. Even, even if you wanted to specify like a word, because you can have up to, I think, 11 characters. 
from memory. So you could say like it comes from Wilbur. Yeah. But to do that, you know, we would then we would review it to make sure that like it's legit. It looks like it's tied to your business and kind of thing. So you couldn't just arbitrarily like me sign up for an account and say, okay, I'm going to send all my text messages as Wilbur yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, that that is on the provider. I don't know if there's anything legislated that says you have to do that, but certainly up to the provider to to put those protections in place. So at least they're not liable. You know, right, if, right. If you've got something free that anyone could just sign up and then they can just do that. Um, I mean, we had a lot of protections in place. You know, we would validate, you know, uh, the business number, we'd make sure that like, you know, we only supplied to Australia, so we'd make sure that you'd have a legitimate sort of Australian looking email address and all that kind of stuff. So, and then we would flag accounts that looked like high risk and things like that. So, you know, it, it comes down to the pr- provider, whether or not they want to sort of protect themselves and protect the customers and protect like people that aren't their customers, you know, are you going to do the right thing by, you know, everyday people to protect them? from being scammed by your company. Um, you know, you get a lot of it. We get phone scams that like people that are calling from Amazon or people that are like, we're calling from the Australian tax office because there's going to be litigation brought against your name for, you know, unpaid taxes and things like that. All of that kind of stuff happens. And it's like, you know, we've, we had a big, big one recently that seems to have died down now, but it was, you know, you'd get a text message every day or twice a day or whatever, just a random, like your shipment from such and such is coming. Like click this yeah, link click, kind click, of thing. Yep. And that was like going crazy. And like the biggest telco in Australia was like, well, we don't know what to do with it because it's like random numbers with random text that, you know, it's not, it wasn't a consistent kind of thing that you could regex or whatever. The URLs were always different. The phone numbers were always different. So yeah, they've got like, they're, they're doing, they're doing, um, they've got a lot of protections like that in, uh, in the US. So they're, they're basically treating phone numbers that aren't verified that are trying to do like sending as business stuff. They're, they're flagging them mm-hmm. as like, no, number one, like on the iPhone, they'd go to unknown numbers. And so it's kind of like, okay, that's, you know, that's your first notice that it's, it's probably from something that mm-hmm. you've not received anything from before. And then secondly, if you kind of have to like, if you're using a seven digit phone number, a regular seven digit phone number, you have to register as uh, a business. If you're going to be sending like repetitive text messages, Otherwise, it'll they'll block you. So would that actually happen to mm-hmm. us before we got our short code? But uh, yeah, when we were sending using these regular seven-digit or ten-digit phone numbers, I guess uh, if we'd send the same text message more than a couple of times, even with a different link, it would block us. It would start blocking them from these mm-hmm. different carriers. So anyway, yeah, I love the idea of um, text as an interface. And so I might actually that check-in app, like I said, like I, I feel like I had discovered something like that previously. But I recently was doing this with a friend uh, not too long ago. And I was like, Oh, I should I should bring that idea back up again. It's it, it's not going to be that hard. Uh, but I think yeah. it'd be fun just to make it It'd be pretty cool. So well, my friend, it is uh, we are round in the corner on an hour here. We're at about 50 minutes. Uh, anything else you want to talk about real quick before we kind of wrap this one up? Uh, I'm just excited to be back in Laravel. Oh, dude! I bet you are. I just want to get that out of there. Yes, I, uh, I, uh, and it's fun because I'm like in an older app that needs some TLC in different areas. I'm, um, I'm coming across things that I can put some content together for, which is nice. That is nice. Yeah, I did the, um, I did the the testing or simulating production video last week, which seemed to be well received. Yeah, I agree. Got a, got, I mean, I didn't get much feedback, but I got quite a number of views on it and things like that. I've got a. Another video that I'll try and get recorded tomorrow on um, cyclic 
cyclic factories. Like when you've got a. Uh, yes, I need that one. I need that video. It's such a horrible thing. It's a really it's hard not place. Obvious. Where do you draw the line on that? Where so yeah. So define for us what you're talking about with cyclic factories, because I I was in the chat, so I know what you're talking about. But tell mm-hmm. tell the the folks what you're talking about here. Uh, well, it's. It's some. It's a trap that I've fallen into before. Where and specifically you know, you, we're talking about got, database factories here. Sorry, just to data, clarify. database factories. Yeah, eloquent factories. So, you know, you you create a a new table. You've got a model, and you've got a factory for a user, and then you decide that okay, well, this thing it's contrived, but you've got a post. The user has many posts, and you decide that like every time I create a user, I also want to create a post. So you put in in your configure method like this after creating user go and attach a post and then you do the post factory which is fine until you start adding tests for your posts and then you say like every time i create a post it also needs to have an owner so you've got like in your definition for the post you say you know return i add title is faker sentence body is faker paragraph and user id is factory user and so now you're, you know, you're writing your tests for your post class, you know, making sure that your post index creates or whatever. And you say, all right, I'm going to create a post. So the post goes, yep, no worries. I'll do that. The post then needs to create a user. So it goes to create the user, runs the user factory. And then it says, oh, the user, the user factory, because it's got the after creating thing in there, wants to create a post. So the user then goes to create a post and the post goes to create a user and the user goes to create a post. And this keeps happening backwards and forwards until you run out of memory and you end up with a segmentation fault. Now, in a new application, it's probably more obvious because you've just added, like my tests were working and now I've added this new test and, and now it's not working. So you've got a smaller surface area to check. But when in an older application, especially if it's an application that you're coming into for the first time, like I am, oh, it's just a big test suite or something's happening in there and you don't know what it is. And so you don't don't realize, you know. And so what is the segmentation fault? Right. Um, no, so I'm just putting really together a video to, to kind of yeah. like... Yeah. So I suppose this, this video is more around like this is the trap you might fall into um and and like looking at the laravel documentation i don't i don't know that you would following the docs fall into that trap necessarily like it doesn't really say to do that anywhere from what i saw when i was skimming through it earlier but if it's a natural thing if you're coming from an older older version of laravel where like creating a user and then if you wanted to like link it to a post or you if you're creating a post and you wanted to link it to a user you would pass that as like user underscore id arrow you know fat arrow is factory or post colon colon factory or user colon colon factory sorry and then it would go and do that thing so i think now it's more more around using the dynamic method names where you go you know user colon colon factory arrow has post and then you pass that a post factory and then that all gets linked up that way and so this is more around like don't do this do this kind of thing and i don't think there's really a good reason to use after creating for that kind of thing just because of the recursive loops that you can find yourself yeah. in pretty quickly so yeah, that makes sense that's exciting i'm, I'm excited I'm, I'm uh looking forward to that one that video sounds good yeah yeah and i've got i've got my like my confused face. <laughs> I saw that. My con- my Who confused made that for face, you again? Aaron uh, Francis, you said? That was Aaron Francis. 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 Yeah, we were because I think I think Justin Jackson was talking about like, you know, he, he he took spent two hours like trying to take the confused face YouTube thumbnail photo 
for one video for a video that he was making and i'm like it's this face and then aaron's like yeah it's this and then he's photoshopped it onto the the video i put out last week and so that's funny good good joke about that but that's um, so funny yeah i'll probably probably use that but um yeah hopefully i'll get that video out monday nice it's been i i know that like to make sure that people see the content you have to keep tweeting about it and like it's it's weird to to tweet about it but I think Twitter's like scheduled posts make it a bit nicer because you just like schedule a week's worth of posts and it's like, I'm doing this thing. Hey, don't forget this thing. By the way, if you missed it, like, because you've got to hit the different time zones and like the, the yeah. Europeans are, yeah. are seeing gets, things at different times to yep. the US. So it's like the same tweet over and over again, but different people see it at different times. And so... Otherwise, it just gets swept think, under the rug. Yeah. 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 And so it was like, you know, heaps of posts on like Sunday, Monday, just to say like, this is coming and then... Uh, a few tweets on Monday saying it's here in case you missed it, by the way, you know, and then some like organic retweets like me just going, oh yeah, this tweet came out, so I should probably retweet that um, sometime later when I wake up or tomorrow morning or whatever. And then like a few days later in case you missed it. And by the way, you know, on by Friday, it's like everyone's, and like you hear about it all the time and it still feels weird to just constantly keep posting the same thing over and over again. But if you want to get some traction, for it and yeah it's kind of a necessity yeah you just got to try and find a way to do it without being obnoxious but it's like it's tough i mean i don't know i feel like you you i feel like you 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 have a good balance it's fine i i didn't Mm. think it was too much so you're good excellent excellent i think we should wrap it up all right i haven't heard any screaming which is unusual that is that is unusual usually it's like i gotta go gotta run hey everybody this is episode 111 thanks so much for hanging out with this you can find show notes of this episode at uh north meets south audio slash 111 Hit us up on Twitter at Jacob and at Michael Dorinda or at North South Audio. And uh, if you like the episode, feel free to rate us up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars would be much appreciated. Thank you, everyone, so much. Shout out to all those people who are out there working hard every day, making the magic and uh, doing your thing. All right, everybody. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.